I mean, we're, we're, we're talking already. Let's just roll right into it. Roll right into <laughs> it. Oh, my goodness. Let's happen rock. Uh, we are coming to you guys live. What's going on? It's a 7 a.m. start for Connor and I today. Uh, I got to get off to work. Connor, I actually just have a day shift. I actually what? have a day shift. For what? I, I have no what idea. What is going on that prompts you to be in there for a day shift? I, it's remote too, so I really have no idea what's going on today. Oh, must be the start Honor, of a new month. They must be telling you to uh, get the playbook and uh, come on down to the coach's office. Oh, they know it's draft season. I got to be at home studying. <laughs> I need to watch a tape. I can't be working. Oh man! Uh, breaking news though. Do, 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 do. Along the ticker, uh, CFP at the Ontario Regional Combine, March tenth. Like ninety-eight okay. percent confirmed that we will be there on field. Well, at least uh, two of you. At least yeah. one of us, actually. At least one of us is going to be there. And then uh, national combine, same deal. It's the boys. Hundred <laughs> percent there. All in on that. Uh, but in terms of the combines, uh, we're going to try to be set up on the field, grab some players for player interviews live at the combine, either fresh off their performance or as they are about to head into it. Uh, maybe we can get some scouts. Who knows? They're probably there strictly on business, though, uh, as much of these players will be. But nonetheless, we will try to get you guys some interviews for that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to being at the Combine for the first time in, what, three years? We talk about it every year. It's one of the things we get most excited for every year, and we haven't had a chance to go yet. Um, I think the, what, which, the first one got canceled on us? Well, the, we we had started the pod right after I got back from Florida, and yeah. that would have been National Combine. Yeah, so the National Combine. And we were we were like booking right into go, we were booking in to go to the National the day before they they like half canceled the Ontario Regional. Right, that was the Jordan Williams year, where yeah, everybody was we just, were we yeah. were gearing up to go. I was yeah. I was literally getting our media credentials finished. And then they canceled it. And it's like, well, <laughs> not this year. Damn. Better luck no, next it'll season. Be, uh, it'll be fun to be back. I used to go to the combines and help out them when I was at U of T. Uh, so like I've been to a ton. They are always a crazy atmosphere uh, with a little viewing gallery. They go get going at the end. But uh, nonetheless, somewhat back to normalcy in a CFL calendar season. Feels like it anyways. I mean, even stadiums are getting full capacity back. So, I mean, we we kind of got lucky with that one as CFL fans through, through the summer. Outdoor stadiums, uh, we were able to go to basically, I mean, barring the start of the season, basically whatever game we wanted to um, from September on, it felt like. So it was nice to have that. But I'm sure, I mean, watching Raptors games on TV with nobody in the – in the venue is just, it's not fun. So I, I'm at least going to be, I was actually looking at tickets to go to the Nets game tonight. They're playing the Nets on a, on a home at home. Tickets were like 40 bucks for, for 300s. I was like, hmm, I'm off at eight. Maybe I could leave a little bit early, get down there for 730. I was looking at it. I was looking at it. You could. You could go and watch them get their teeth kicked in. But uh, hey, no, they, they beat the oh, Nets right, by no, like no 30 KD, last no night. KD, the big three no KD, out. right? Yeah. Right. John Morant's been on a heater, though. He has been. Uh, Just bet the about, overs on John Moran for the next like how week. About, how about JoJo and uh, James Harden? 
man, that's the, that's who's stopping that pick and roll. That's the best. It's the simplest and it's the best offense in the NBA right now. It, it is literally as simple as if Ben Simmons could shoot threes, this is what their team would have looked like the last four years. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's all this. Yep. If Ben Simmons had somewhat of a stroke, he would be able to do this. <laughs> and now they go get James Harden, and it looks like, I mean, really, outside of, outside of Milwaukee, who's going to beat them coming out of the East? But is Milwaukee a guarantee to beat them? No, that's what I'm saying. Outside of Milwaukee, who else can beat Philly? I think I think Milwaukee can compete. That's why I'm putting them you know out of the what? equation. But be- Miami, maybe because Jimmy, they Jimmy buckets gets hot in the playoffs. Honestly, I think it's the Nets. As as bad sounds, because yeah, with KD with KD healthy, right? Like you don't want to count them out of anything. Oh, especially as the eight seed. Who wants to play the Brooklyn Nets with a healthy KD <laughs> as an eight seed? You're done. You're I mean. Done. No, like he he almost took them to the brink against. Well, he did take them to the brink against the uh, the Bucks. He was what a, a toe Half over a shoe the line. Size too big. Oh man! But uh, you see that the other night, some guy was like, "Oh, maybe you just need to wear a one inch smaller shoe." <laughs> All jokes aside, we uh, we got some combine prep to give to you guys. We're gonna talk about some of our uh, our guys we want to see. Excited to get on the field and watch live action against uh that's going to be coming up at the end of this episode but we want to start off with the edmonton elks new jersey on the way predictions it looks like it and they've they've kind of been i've been all over this i don't know if anybody needs a rundown it's gonna be a blackout you think edmonton's going with a blackout jersey i don't think so i think edmonton's going with a um, a historic like throwback look that's just going to slowly become their their main look over time because people are going to love it so much. They've been rolling out teasers like they've been rolling out. But teasers. they have the antlers from the helmet teaser. It showed a black face mask or a dark green face mask, mm-hmm. but you can see it had antlers still. Uh, I'll show so. you my idea here. No, I don't think it does. I- I'll show you what I think they're doing. Remember when they had like the ginormous ease on the side of their helmet and like didn't oh. look great. Yeah, so I think I think they're doing it to kind of pay like homage to the helmets that they wore from 1980 to 1995 because those are the helmets there. So I think they're just going to take the e the ee the old ee out of the circle, and I think they're going to blow it up across the side of the helmet. And I think when you see the green kind of near the face mask that you're talking about, I don't think it's antlers. I think it's I think it's two big double e's on the side of the helmet in like the traditional green and white with the traditional green and white stripe down the down the mask because if you look that's the picture you're talking about right yeah if you look right there i think it's nobody can tell what we're looking at uh but if you go to the go elks page or whatever it is they have a picture of the face mask and you can see like a corner of a decal off yeah this is this is great podcasting right here we're talking about things that i can see on instagram radio right here this is awesome (laughs) high class radio um but no i I think our listeners I think they're going with more of like I think they're gonna blow up the two E's with the stripe down the middle and go with like more of like a new age traditional look, if you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think they just try to go like new and flashy, right? Because that's like while you try to honor as much as you can, they're so like set right now on being more progressive and being out there and more open. I think they just like swing for the fences on a brand new alternate jersey. And hope that they crush it to generate some kind of interest, right? 
Yeah, I think I totally think. But you can do that. You can you can generate the fan interest by going back. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think that's how they're gonna do it. Because if you like, if you have seen their Instagram over the last few days, they've been all, or even over the last few like weeks, really, they've been all about like the history of the the double E and the history of Edmonton and the history of the community. So I think they're really gonna try to go with sort of that throwback look. I think it's gonna be something along the lines of like those 1980s. Uh, those jerseys through the 1980s but give me give me back the green and white sorry give me back the the green jerseys with the white and yellow shadow box numbers oh, come on uh someone who could be rocking this new mysterious alternate jersey martavis bryant has signed with the edmonton elks what do we think well I think he signed in Toronto last year and that got a bunch of people really excited. And then he didn't end up playing any football. Um, I don't know what to think. I really don't. I think that part of my brain is going, wow, the name of Martavis Bryant paired with Kenny Lawler. And obviously when you think of Martavis Bryant, you think of everything that he did with the Steelers, but it's 2022 and he hasn't played football since 2018. So I don't really know. I, I think the thought prospect could be exciting and there's still some, you know, very talented wide receivers in Edmonton. Should he be in football shape? It could be a great move, but that's a big, big if right big now. If. He's got time, but uh, definitely the years out of the sport could do a number on your body. You, you might not come back the same way. So uh, that's our little Edmonton Elks corner talk, I guess. <laughs> but uh, no, let's, uh, let's start talking about the combine and the draft here. Uh, we've got three regional combines, the Ontario on the 10th of March, East is the 11th, West is the 18th. Uh, we debated going to the West. We, we were close, but I don't think flights would have added up uh, to do a, a day tripper out to Edmonton. Uh, in terms of the East regional combine, we got to work. <laughs> Just as simple as that. Um, and then uh, Ontario, we already broke the news. We are going to be there getting to see some of these studs go into action. Uh, lots of question marks, though, around the regional combines, as always. Who's going to shine? Who's going to get the bump up to the national stage? Even if you don't get that bump to the national, did you do enough? Did you turn enough heads to still go in the CFL draft? And that's, that's what I think is a big question for a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's why you see some of these kind of guys. And and if you look at, you know, how our one, our 100 stacks up with where these guys, or I guess the participants of these regional combines, they kind of line up with, with some of these guys that we have questions or want to see more of on our 100 as well. So I think that's, that's what these regional combines are really for is a, is a chance to get maybe two looks at a guy that you're really interested in because you're participating, participating in the regional, you do well, you go to the national. It's, it's just a chance for these fringe guys to get another look, really, and really prove and, themselves. And we do have guys in the top 100 that are, uh, like, pretty high up. But in terms of, like, we uh, – what is it here? In terms of the top 100, like, Zach Herzog, uh, who we're going to get into in a bit, he's high up in the top 100. He's a regional guy. Uh Zach Pelios, I mean, Diego Alatorre, or Alatorre, uh, 
Jared Beeksma. I mean, it's it's all over the place uh, in terms of where these guys are fitting in. But nonetheless, it's going to be exciting to get them in action, going against one another, going against guys they don't normally see uh, in front of all the scouts when all the pressure's at the highest, right? I mean, I love the uh, Sean McVay quote about competitive greatness, being your best when your best is required. Um, that's what combines to me is all about. Your best is required right now. Can you rise to the challenge, especially in the CFL setting where you get those one-on-one reps uh, and you put the pads on where unlike the NFL, it's just kind of a test of your physical skills. This one gets to test your competitive edge. You go head to head against guys in a straight job interview. And uh, you know, it's, it's something I've, find very unique it's something that i wish the nfl would look at obviously there's a lot more money riding on those players and half of them don't even compete for that reason but uh this is the best part about the cfl combine circuit and uh it's gonna show out this year it's gonna be a huge welcome back moment yeah it's gonna be an absolutely massive welcome back moment huge opportunity for a lot of these guys and i'm just so excited to get there i'm so excited to see uh, guys prove themselves and uh, man I'm excited to see some some football for the first time some Canadian level football for the first time since November it's been a couple of months now break was a little bit nice but hey need to get back into it absolutely uh, also on the top 100 uh, we would like to say thank you to everyone for engaging and interacting we were able to eclipse 35,000 impressions on Twitter uh, that was last Friday, so we've had much more since then. Uh, on Instagram, we're over 13,000 views, over 1,000 likes, and we're closing in on 100 new followers uh, on IG. So thank you guys to all for uh, absolutely making this a hit. Uh, you know 2.0 has started already. Uh, we're still already a couple guys. We're getting ready for the combine circle of names that we could see as big movers. Um, I'm ready for it though. Absolutely ready for 2.0 to come out. Mock drafts, it's all starting to fall in place, and the combines are just going to accelerate that for us, as you know. When does the first mock draft Monday come out here? We're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get working on that. We got to get 2.0 rocking and ready to go. I will not let you gloss over yourself like that, though. We got to shout out all the. Absolutely incredible work that you did throughout the draft 100. All the graphics were all done by Wade. They all look amazing. Uh, he pumped out every single social post for that. Uh, just absolutely massacred the draft, basically single-handedly. Uh, basically single-handedly. I, oh, no. I recorded some videos. I retweeted some tweets. But uh, and hats off to Wade for for hammering the draft out of the park or hammering the the top 100 out of the park. Uh, no, don't sell yourself. <laughs> Team effort whole way through. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk combines. Uh, Ontario Regional. Who are you most excited to see? Why? Mm, uh, there's a lot of guys on this list that I'm very excited for. Um, the one I think that I'm most excited to see. I was I was hesitant. I was going to put Connor Carcello on this list, and I didn't, and not just because I like his name. Um. I'm not sure, man. I, I think the guy that I'm most excited to see is Justice Allen, a guy that we talked about a little bit last week, um, a guy, very positionless football player, but in a good way. 
Uh, you know, he can he can come out of the slot. He he plays running back for McMaster, so he does carry the ball. He does put the ball on the ground. Um, but he has a nice set of hands. He's good in pass coverages. He's good at running routes. Again, uh, he, he comes out of the slot very well. You can get him out in kind of, you know, those 40 looks or sorry, those 41 looks or, or those, you know, kind of five wide 32 looks. I'm excited to see how Justice Allen is going to put that skill set to use in one-on-ones. You know, a lot of these guys that he's seeing are guys that he has seen or at least are guys in his own conference. So I want to see what he's going to do against a guy that you're going to talk about soon, a guy like Shamari Hutchinson. So I think that Justice Allen is athletic. I think that, you know, he has a very well-rounded skill set. It's just a matter of how CFL teams are going to value that and where they're going to value him most, I think. Yeah, I... For me, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the specials drills where he has to lock up because we've seen him as a returner a ton. But uh, when it comes down to locking up, manning up his guy and going one-on-one, that's where I'm going to watch Justice Allen the most. In terms of Shamari Hutchinson, the guy that I want, I want to see him out in coverage. We know he's a freak on specials already. But to me, it's about him showing that he has that added dimension that if you draft this guy, you know, you're not just getting a great team or you're going to get someone that will be contributing on your defense in years to come. Uh, I think he puts a lot of that on tape, but I, I want to see him show that in front of everyone live at the combine. Um, I also think his three cones can be kind of nice. <laughs> I mean, like we, we watch his special tape and like, he just has such a wild get off. Uh, I have a feeling that like he's going to bend the corner on that and just blow the times out of the water. Kind of like what Nick Hallett did at his regional combine. Like how it absolutely tore apart the three cone and then dominated specials drills. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can get drafted. That's it. I don't know, man. That three kids funny that you bring that up. I was just thinking the other day, the three cone is such an underrated drill. It's one of those, it's <laughs> one of those things that we just don't look at enough. Right. Everybody looks at the 40 and they're like, Oh, this dude ran real fast in a straight line, but that's nice. That's great. I hate the shuttle personal note. I, I hate, but you, the hate, you hate running them or you hate the shuttle in general. Absolutely hate running them. There you go. In general, no, you can't. The shuttle is another important. I would argue the shuttle and three cone are more important. I know, I know, it's so important. It's lateral quickness and get off speed, right? Like if if I'm looking at if I'm looking at a guy on paper, it's a stop and start. Yeah, that's what I that's what I take from. But a guy a guy on paper that has a nice forty and then has like trash shuttle and trash three cone. I'm like, okay, cool. The guy runs really fast in a straight line. But if I look across the board and the guy's got like a pretty good forty. And then blows the shuttle and the, the three cone out of the water. I'm like, okay, this guy can move. He's gonna be quick in space. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I don't know. I no, think I'm you're right you. though. Shamari Hutchinson lateral quickness. It's it's on tape. It's got to show up at the combine, right? I, I think it's going to. I uh, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my iPad out on the Thursday and just gonna have Shamari Hutchinson and it's just gonna be circled a bunch i imagine by the end of the day because every time he does something nice there'll be another circle added circle to his highlighter <laughs> stars you're just gonna have to start putting like stickers on the back of your ipad for like every <laughs> nice play that shamari hutchinson makes i'll just write like a tally on my arm with like a sharpie marker <laughs> uh honorable mention though for the ontario combine uh this one's an interesting prospect size is not ideal but he's almost like a Stavros Katz 
type player in his aggressiveness to fill in the run game and his lateral speed to get to the ball covered off sideline to sideline. But he does not play at a traditional NCAA school or in new sports. That is Zach Herzog coming from Hillsdale College in the States. Uh, to me, the, the question mark is how does it tra- – like I at what level does he translate to the CFL? Like when you're looking at some of the receivers in the Ontario combine, we're going to get Brett Ellerman, Nick Peterman, Rashawn Dagelman from Waterloo. I mean, there's a couple of receivers in here that can make some noise. Obviously you mentioned Justice Allen. I fully expect him to be uh, taking reps out at receiver as well. Uh, So, I mean, you're going to have guys that test his quickness. And as a safety, you want to see how he comes down the slot to play uh, half, really, in safety. And if he has to roll around in coverages, uh, I think he'll get after it in specials. But I'm really curious to see how this guy translates in one-on-one reps. Yeah, so am I. And, I mean, you're talking about coming down and playing a guy out of the slot. And it's not just that for him. It's coming down and playing a guy out of a slot that gets a run-up. That's a whole different ballgame. And if you've never had to do that, it is like I know you have, but like it is one of the hardest things I had ever had to try to adjust to in my life. In my life, I never covered guys out of the slot like in, until I got to Ottawa. I was always like hanging out out wide, playing boundary, playing field corner. Like and I never had to come inside, not not often, anyways, in and cover a guy off the run. And that's just like yeah. and, and guys that are that athletic. It's just a different ball game, so I, I am very curious to see how that translates. But uh, flip side of the coin, and to your earlier point, this is kind of exactly why we have these regional combines, right? Who's to say this guy doesn't just come in, blow it out of the water, and oh wow, we have another Jordan Williams on our hands, or he just comes out of nowhere, right? Like that's the thing that I like about the combines too is we we can see these guys that you you have the questions, and if they are fully answered the sky's the limit yeah absolutely and i think that's another i think that rolls into you know our eastern our eastern combine guys really well because again to hammer home this point zach palios i would another one of these guys that we know the abilities there we know the skills there but it's a question of you know not being on the field for that long right that's kind of one of the main main questions i guess we could could lob up there for for an easy one but nonetheless an incredible talent, and I'll let you take it away. I think Pelios, I'm, I'm looking here, and, like, to me, he's got to test through the roof. Like, in term, like the other guys we were talking about, they've got to show out in one-on-ones. I think Pelios just needs to come out and blow it out of the water, run fast. His shuttle should be good. Uh, I know he can bench well. Like, to me, he that's where he's going to make his mark on this combine. Uh, another guy that I want to talk about is John Edward. From Carlton. I mean, this is a through and through teamer (laughs) last year. Like, he came back after missing a year at Carlton and was like, oh, okay, you guys don't want me to starting boundary corner again? All right, I'll be the special, best special teamer in the conference. And he was, absolutely was. Uh, In terms of being a gunner and being out on the wing or out on the edge and outside on punt return, like, (laughs) this this is a guy that is seriously going to dominate people. And he didn't, he doesn't lack coverage skills either. Like if you go back, I guess it would be three years of tape when they were playing Western in the playoffs. Like he was great in that game and in that season for the Carlton Ravens. 
uh, that was the Michael Laruda season. You go back, you look at him play against West in that playoff game. That whole season, he was fantastic out at corner. Um, I think this is a guy that has a ton of upside in the draft process. And be warned on those special team shows because John Edward is going to fly. Yeah, I cannot wait. Cannot wait to see. I wish we could get to the East Regional Combine just to to see how he does on those specials reps, on those one-on-one specials reps. But uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be there, so we're just going to have to trust the word of those who are. I'm sure he's going to be fine. Uh, but talking about you know guys who can contribute on specials, I think this next guy that I have circled has an opportunity to go to the Eastern Regional Combine and prove that this is something that he can do. A bit of a down year. I'm talking about Cole Esterbrooks coming out of Acadia, the running back. Uh, was one of their lead players, one of their most important players for his last few seasons, um, has been a staple of that team. A bit like offensively, statistically, a, a little bit of a down year, but hey, that's all right. This guy is an East-West guy. He is a hell of a ball player. I think that he's going to test well. Obviously, he moves down the field well. We've seen him break away. He does have that breakaway speed. Uh, but I want to see him prove that he can play specials because that's going to be his ticket to to getting to the National Combine and getting another look and getting a look or a camp look at least in the CFL. I agree with that one. Uh, default, Connor Burton Shaw, special teams demon. Uh, is there a bench press record that we need to be on watch for for uh, running backs? Because Connor uh, Burton Shaw sure is. There is. Connor Burton Shaw has benched like 25 reps since he got to Queens. This is, <laughs> this is not, <laughs> this, this is not a not, weak point for him. <laughs> this man is not going to the combine for a look at the CFL. This man's going to the combine to just try to bench as many reps as 225 as humanly possible and go home with the record. <laughs> no, this is okay, a weightlifting okay. competition I'm sure for you- this guy. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. I'm completely blowing this out of the water, but he can lift. He is going to lift. If he honestly, I think like 28 is the bar that I'm setting for Bert. Oh, if he like if he doesn't hit 25, I think we can both I and in him, I think we can all be disappointed. This is uh certainly a wild year for combines. I mean, these are the guy. This is also okay. This shouldn't be left out. This is also the group of players that had a full year to train. Yeah. Like straight up train as hard as you can. Yeah. So in terms of speed, in terms of bench, in terms of get off and all the combine drills, these guys should be so far ahead because they've had that extra year of development under their belts. Uh, I'm expecting big numbers, quite frankly. I'm expecting guys to blow it out of the water in terms of running. Uh, Bench, I'm expecting to be high. It's going to look real bad if you're if you're a low bencher this year because now you have no excuse right you have literally a full year extra time to get yourself stronger yeah no i agree i mean i i i'm expecting this to be one of the most athletic combines we've ever seen simply for the fact that you're right they've had this extra time to now train i mean there, there's been years where there's just piles and piles of athletic freaks and there's just nothing you can do about that but this year with the time that they've had off and, and the room that they've had to kind of move and train and get on the field and get all the extra work in yeah i'm definitely expecting some 
big numbers from certain guys here. Uh, West Combine. We got two receivers? We do. I could throw a third oh, in there, too, for an honorable mention if we want. Let's do it. All right. Do you want to start with the honorable mention? We'll start with the honorable mention. A guy that I've been kind of curious about for the last few years, uh, it looks like he has, you know, pro size. So I- I've been curious. Coming out of Simon Fraser, the NCAA school in Canada, Dallas Dixon, wide receiver. He's six foot four, 190-ish pounds. He had 200 yards and a touchdown this year with SFU. But it's it's not necessarily the stats that pique my interest. It's the size and kind of his ability to move downfield. He looks like a strider. He looks kind of smooth with the routes. Um, I'd be, I'd be very interested to see what his film and his numbers and everything look like from that West combine, but at six for 490 pounds, you can't help, but be a little bit interested. No, I agree with you. Six, four, one is kind of like Keen Schaefer Baker range in terms of size. Yeah. I think Keen had a bit more weight on him, but uh, that's something you can add to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that'll be interesting. And I'm going with the probably better big-bodied receiver, though, uh, Nate Durkin from Calgary. I mean, the Philpots got all the love in this offense, but he was a mass, he was a massive mismatch for people. Like, he's got the speed to pull away. If you want to leave him, <laughs> he's going to burn you. Uh, I, I'm excited to see him test, kind of show his worth. I think he would be a guy that kind of gets signed and then sent back to school uh, for another year. But I, I think Nate Durkin is absolutely a freak to watch at this West Combine. They've got some good receivers out of that West region. I would not be surprised if one of them stepped up to the national. Yeah, no, not at all. And then when we were talking to Josiah Joseph, when we had him, when we had him on helping us break down the the national semifinal, he would not let us leave out Nate Dirk. And as much as we did want to talk about the Philpots, he had to say, "Hey, no, no, there's other guys in that offense that you had to worry about too." So, oh yeah, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see another Dino at the national combine at all. Not at all. I know. Okay, okay. I was gonna say we need some UBC love at the combine. But, like, Diego Alatore is going to be going to the National, right? Like, he's at the West Regional. I, I think it's kind of like, just take care of your business, have a solid day, you'll be moving on, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Who else could join him from UBC? Well, staying at wide receiver, <laughs> if we haven't made it obvious well. already, <laughs> well, uh, it's Trey Kellogg. It's Trey Kellogg, East-West Bowler in 2019, long. We know he can make plays. We know he's got a set of hands. We know he can get downfield. Um, I'm curious to see what he looks like at the combine. What sort of football shape is he in? What is he going to look like against some of these tough linebackers and DBs? And then if he does, which I think he should get to the national combine, I think I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation at this point for Trey Kellogg. Um, I don't know. There's there's a lot of guys at this West Regional. Like I think he has an opportunity to move on. and it, should he move on, uh, this is where I was going to go with this. I'm, I'm curious to see how he stacks up in 2022 now, I guess, against those same guys that he saw at the East-West Bowl in 2019. So your are your Matt Lucicians, guys like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the West, the West Regional is, is weird, right? Because you've got like Donovan Bergmeier can easily go. We yep. know RJ Shelley is going to test out at the, you know what, Brandon yep. Gondier is going to be a freak. I think he has the shot to go. Yep. Uh, Diego Alatore, like I said, and then 
you've got the receivers that we've talked about. Um, there's lots of guys that can go, and I think they're only bringing like four, three guys that are going through. So uh, definitely some spots to fight for, and it's going to be a battle all day long, which is what you want. You want that combine fight. Um, like I was saying, it's what makes one of the CFL combines better than the NFL combine is that you have that chance to move up, right? It's not that you're at the pinnacle already. And it's not the, and just to kind of, I guess, to add to that point, that's, this is not the end all be all. You can not move on to the national combine and still just as easily get an offer, get signed, get a look, get a camp invite somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, I think that is all for today. Next week, are we doing a show before the combine? Combine we'll on Thursday. Yeah, we can try to get one in. We'll get one before the combine. And then, uh, as always, you guys know where to find us at Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at CF Perspective, and at fox40shop.com. Yes, indeed. If you want to head over there, use the code CFP15. You can get yourself 15% off coaching boards, merch, the worldwide leader in whistle tech. Yeah, that's them. You can go and get some of the best whistles on the face of the planet, something that is universally used. Uh, Fox40shop.com, CFP15 for 15% off your purchase. Uh, Sonic Blast, CMG, you know, they've got it all. Whistle Mask, that's another high-value one as well in this day and age. Uh, I know COVID is seeming to be a part of our lives now, so if you're a ref, you have to protect yourself. Whistle mask, easy compromise. Absolutely. Got to show love to Fox 40. Been on the ice, the field, the court since we were kids. Since we were kids, you've seen it. You just didn't know it. I think I had a Fox 40 mouth guard even at one point. Not yep. even joking. I definitely did yep. have a Fox 40 mouth guard. Um, but yeah, I think that that closes it out for this week. Thank you again to everybody who followed along with the Draft 100 stuff. We're very excited to put out the first edition of that. We are not done at all. That does it for today's show. Only just begun. Only just begun. Only just begun. That does it for this week's episode. Wade, I'm pretty sure I'm going to run into you on Friday at Batman. Yes, you are. We'll catch you guys next week. I'm willing to believe it's too hard in here.